Hi, I'm Sonia Jean Killebrew, and this is Black America and COVID, an oral history project. I started this project during Black History Month of 2022 because I wanted to provide a platform for Black Americans to share their stories about living, working, and or going to school during the COVID-19 pandemic. I also wanted to provide a space for people to memorialize someone who's a Black American who sadly lost their life to COVID-19. I was inspired by Zora Neale Hurston, the anthropologist and author, to record the experiences of Black Americans in their own voices. My goal is to get my recordings into museums such as the Smithsonian Museum of African-American history and culture. I'll share a little bit about me and my family before I introduce my guest today. I'm a Black American. My dad was African-American and Indigenous American. My mother is Jamaican-American. I'm a fourth-generation teacher. My mom is a retired New York City teacher. My grandmother was a teacher in Jamaica for 20 years and then in New York City for 20 years. And my great-grandmother was a teacher in Jamaica in the late 1800s up until she got married. She was the daughter of an Irish woman and a black man. And she stopped working after she got married because it wasn't considered respectable for a woman to work after she got married back then. Ironically, my mom began working long after she got married in the late 1900s, either the 1980s or 1990s. So without further ado, I'm excited to speak with my guest. Hi, my name is Iman Childs. Uh, I'm from New York City, from Queens, born and raised, and I currently live in Queens. Thank you. And do you identify as Black or African-American? I do. Uh, I use them interchangeably. Black or African-American works for me. Yeah. And do you know what your family ancestry is? Uh, Well, we don't know what specific country in Africa because of the slave trade. Um, But, you know, my DNA test says Cameroon, Congo, and uh, Nigeria. So. Oh, you did the DNA test? (laughs) I did. That's what Ancestry.com told me. So. That's so cool. Yeah. Wow. And now, would you, what would you like to share about living during the pandemic in 2020 and 2021? That is a great question. Uh, a lot. Um, when the pandemic first happened, well, I should say when America, I guess, caught on to the pandemic because it had already been happening in China. Um, I was actually traveling. I'm an avid traveler. I, I have like a side business as a travel advisor. But um, I was on a group trip in India. And uh, shortly after we got there, I want to say maybe two or three days after we arrived in India, they stopped accepting uh, all tourists. 
So luckily we were still able to travel within the country and the trip was going fine. And then I think it was maybe the last Saturday of the, the trip, we heard the news that uh, our then president Trump, um, he said, you know, he was like closing, he wasn't accepting flights out of Europe after a certain point. So that kind of sent everyone into a frenzy. And I think it was like March 13th or something like that. Uh, around that time. But yeah, so I just remember, you know, we were scheduled to leave on Tuesday and tried uh, to reschedule our flights, which didn't work. Uh, so we just stayed in Delhi for an extra two days as planned and actually had a really great time because there were no lines. We felt like the only tourists in the city, um, but also starting to get a little scared, you know, that maybe we might catch COVID. And back then, like no one was talking about masks or anything. So we didn't have any masks. We were just out in the world, breathing the air. Uh, but, you know, luckily came back in with no incident to New York. Um, and yeah, like everyone else kind of, you know, quarantined. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, it was a weird time and still is, to be honest. I was working uh, part time at a theater um, and doing like their video content. And so I wasn't sure I would have that gig anymore when I came back because I saw the email come through that the theaters were closed. Um, but luckily was able to stay with them throughout the pandemic um, and then even did a little bit of job hopping, a couple of different gigs. Um, fortunately, you know, I was able to, to still be working at least part time during the pandemic. But yeah, definitely a lot of anxiety and stress those first few days. Um, just thinking about, you know, just being in the house so much. I'm a homebody anyway, but knowing that I couldn't go outside felt weird. Um, and, you know, all the cleaning of the groceries and we just all became germaphobes overnight. Um, but then, you know, that slowly dissipated, this warmer weather came, started feeling less nervous and uh, got out of the house a little bit more. I actually went to Aruba for a month. Oh, um, really? Yeah, in November 2020. At that point, my entire family, well, my dad's retired, but my mom's sister and I were all lived together. Um, and so we, uh, well, at the time we all lived together and um, we were all working remotely. I've always wanted to travel and work remotely. So I said, hey, I don't know when this is going to happen again. Maybe we should hopefully it's safe to get on an airplane and go to another country they have masks and you have to take a COVID test to get in so um they surprisingly went along with my you know shenanigans and we spent a month in Aruba and it was a really cool experience and yeah that was a long answer so. I love that you were in Aruba did you also travel in 2021 I did not as much. Well, I guess the same level, not as much as I normally do. Um, I went to Mexico with my sister uh, in June. That was June. Yeah, in June. That was kind of a last minute trip that we just were like, oh, the flights are decent. Why not? And Mexico, too, you know, um, they were. Well, I think that was before you No, you definitely needed a COVID test to get back in. But, you know, it was it felt a little safer because it's a little closer, you know, not as long of a flight, about four or five hours. But, you know, it just it felt a little more accessible. Um, I, I wasn't too keen on their COVID protocols, 
because Aruba was pretty good about having folks be tested. Uh, but we had a good time. That was like one trip we did. And then the second one was for um, uh, my sister's birthday. We went to New Orleans, which was really nice. What month was that? That was September. September 2021. Yeah. And then at the end of, I guess I didn't do a little bit of traveling. Then the end of the year, December, um, we went, my parents are doing some house hunting. They're thinking about retiring in the South. So we went down to Georgia to look at some houses. Then I kind of combined it with a, a catch up with some friends from college because I know somebody who lives in Charlotte. So it was a, a two for one trip. And then we came back and it was Christmas and then we all caught COVID because of Omicron. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, oh my gosh. So prior yeah. to COVID, did you travel a lot more? Um, did I travel a lot more after COVID, you said? Before, before COVID? Before? Yeah. A little bit, more internationally. Like I would go on, I wouldn't say two international trips per year. Um, so I, I guess I didn't really, well, 2020, uh, it just felt a little slower. Maybe it wasn't actually, but yeah, normally two international trips. I love that. And are you still working from home? I am. I am working from home. Yeah. Wow. Which is pretty, I honestly, I'm looking for like a full-time remote job. Um, cause I, I don't want to go back in the office. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of people feel like they're more productive at home than commuting, especially as New Yorkers in Queens. Exactly. Yeah. You and get it. The commute is horrible. Like it is. Like you either take the Long Island Railroad, which is basically a car note, you know, or, mm -hmm. or it is. Or you take the bus and the subway and you just suffer for like 90 minutes. <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm sorry I'm just old <laughs> no I agree with you I'm like it's crazy too the pandemic so that was another thing like not being on the subway was wild for me because that's how I got to work and um so yeah I, it was like over a year I think before I got back on the subway might have been like at some point in 2021 I got on the subway but even now, like I generally to get into Manhattan or Brooklyn, I'll take the Long Island Railroad. And then if I need, I'll like go a stop or two. But going from Queens straight in, I'm like, I, I can't do it anymore. And then there are safety concerns now, too. Mm -hmm. um, and also the surface is just always bad anyway. So. It is. Yeah, especially now because they assume no one is really writing. Exactly. So they're like, oh, we're not even going to try. Yeah. Um, and would you like to memorialize? Do you know anyone who may have sadly passed away? Yes. Um, unfortunately, I had two uncles pass away from COVID. Um, the first was on my dad's side. Um, his name was Fred Childs. Um, my dad is from Georgia and, and my uncle Fred, he lived there. Um, I think it's, yeah, his whole life. I don't think he ever left Georgia maybe. Um, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, he was known for being the one who stayed in Georgia. Uh, but he passed in April 2020. Um, it wasn't confirmed that he had COVID, but that was also before, you know, tests were readily available. But right. he seemed to have, think he caught, you know, he thought he had caught it. So unfortunately, he passed. And then actually, very surprisingly, in November of 2021, um, my uncle, my aunt's husband, 
So on my mom's side, his name was Thurundi Chisholm. He passed in November uh, from probably, you know, we think maybe the Delta variant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was definitely a surprise because he was vaccinated. Uh, I don't think he had the booster maybe yet, but, you know, that was pretty fast. It was just a couple of days and he was gone. Then a, a third uncle of mine, um, they're, they, you know, once again, weren't sure if he had COVID, but he also, too, was one of my dad's brothers, Harry Childs. He passed in uh, August of 2020, they think from a heart attack, but the family kind of believes it could have been a side effect of COVID as well. Oh, I'm so sorry. Three uncles. Yeah. Three. Oh my goodness. Did they, were you able to have a a funeral or how did they memorialize them? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first uncle who died in April, he did have a funeral. A lot of folks weren't able to go because, you know, that was early on in the pandemic, Uh, but they did have a small service for him in Georgia. Um, The second uncle who died a couple months later, my dad was able to go to that service as well in in Georgia. And yeah, same for the the third uncle. I, I actually went to that. That was in D.C. Uh, a couple months ago around Thanksgiving. Oh, thank God. Yeah, it was, you know, unfortunate, but also it was kind of a family reunion because we hadn't all been together in months. So, yeah, that's what I say, like funerals, weddings. It's when yeah. we together. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You said Fred Child, Harry Child, and... Thurundi Chisholm? How do you yes. Say it's T-H-U-R-O-N-D-I-E. Thurundi. Oh, wow. It's very... And I don't know anyone else with that name. <laughs> I like it. It's very literary. Thurundi. Yeah. And Chisholm, yeah. like um, C-H-I-S. I, I believe, however, Charlie, Shirley Chisholm spelled Chisholm. it. Yeah. Spelled, yeah. What a great name. Thank you. I'm so sorry to hear that. I know like my mom lost a lot of her peers. Really? From COVID. And and I know a lot of people aren't ready to talk about it. So thank you for talking about it. Yeah. And, you know, it's in my head. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad so many, you know, folks haven't died. But then I think about it. I'm like, oh, I guess, you know, you have had three loved ones pass Mm -hmm. um, kind of related you know, so it's, I feel like it's touched so many people at this point. I, yeah, I, so far, well, I did speak to one woman who's 88 years old, a neighbor. Oh, you're in Queens, oh. Christine Hughes, you know, Christine in building. Hello. Uh, well, she's, I was talking to her one day and she let me interview her and she said that her sisters are in their nineties and they didn't oh, get wow. COVID and. That's wow. beautiful. Right? Yeah. I was like, wow. So, yeah okay they must have great immune systems that's what i was because i got the omicron variant um i feel like everyone in new york almost had omicron yeah like after christmas new year's yeah um is there anything else that you want to share um nothing really just you know I hope that we're able to move forward but also in a safe way I feel like we're kind of rushing to open things up um which you know is kind of ignoring the vulnerable as well as the fact that we don't know a lot about this disease still you know so I just hope there's a way for us to live with COVID but also not completely throw caution to the wind 
make right. like safe choices that are not based on capitalism, but that probably won't happen. I, yeah, I agree with you because everyone said the, the economy has to come back. And so that yeah. was the driving force behind getting people back to work. Not, mm-hmm. not the fact that Omicron or whatever Delta variant, I don't know. Exactly. Still spreading. And they're talking about taking the mask off on the airplane. I'm just like, I, I feel like after this experience, you know, I'm just more aware of, you know, my germs and spreading things to other people. And I definitely, I'm going to be one of those people who has a mask on now, probably for maybe not forever, but definitely on, you know, certain public transit. I see myself wearing a mask until, you know, somebody tells me that we've reached flu level, which I don't think we have, so. Yeah, I feel the same way, especially when, like, on the subway, when you can't open a window, it's just, right. I'd rather keep my mask on. Yeah. I agree. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. I'm I'm really sure. looking forward to everyone meeting at some point. I'd like to do a gathering where... We can all meet and talk. I think it helps people just to talk about yeah in these past two years. So yeah, it's, just, uh, it's been a wild time, and I feel like later maybe we'll like process it and be like, oh, that was that was stressful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like right now we're like, oh, it's okay because we're at home. But then you think about it, you're like, there was like a pretty much airborne disease being passed around, and we were just still living in it yeah just working I feel like that's the thing that got most people through it's like get a job keep your job just work yeah yeah and that too it was it was weird because to a certain extent it felt like why why am I doing this because like what is happening I will say I um definitely use the time to like grow closer to the Lord and my spiritual practice definitely helped me get through COVID because it was just kind of like depressing just being in the house all the time and then you know also as somebody who like enjoys traveling I feel like I'm making this sound like I'm like somebody who's out and about and I'm really not but there's something about being like okay it's unsafe to go outside that just felt crazy and stifling so Oh, that's Definitely. good to hear about how you so the way that you were able to remain calm. Was, was it through prayer or meditation? Yeah. 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 Prayer, uh, meditation, yoga. I took up yoga. Well, I had started like kind of, you know, I took a beginner class at some point, I want to say in 2019 and was going to a studio um, in Forest Hills, actually. Um, but then I, you know, went on YouTube and, and found some great, uh, YouTube instructors, yoga instructors, and that definitely really helped. I'm not good at all, but it still feels good to like move my body and be quiet for a couple of minutes a day. I do. Yeah. I love yoga. I haven't done it in a while, but yeah, yeah. I remember the peace that it brings. Oh, thank you definitely helps me yeah well thank you so much for your time thank you of course and thank you for reaching out I'm happy I was able to to give you something useful yeah thank you I remember um Sean Chandler introduced us the community organizer do you remember it was um Jessica I I think Chaffee ah from City College the writer yeah Mm mm-hmm 
And I haven't I haven't seen her Jesse in forever. I need to contact her. No, not since I I saw her at oh she did an online book launch a book reading. Oh okay. In twenty twenty. That um, sounds familiar. Yeah. I know she had a baby and everything. I have to reach yeah, out. Yeah, I follow her and her husband on Instagram. Yeah, I oh, really? met in real life with really anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's normal, honestly, at this point. I I've had like whole co-workers I still haven't met. So it's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. It's wild. But. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. For your time and of course. I'll be in touch. Thank you. Yes, yeah. If you need anything else from me, uh definitely send me an email. Yeah, if you know of anyone who might be interested in talking with me, um, please ask them to contact me. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. All okay. right. My name is Sonia Jean Killebrew, and this is my oral history project, Black America and COVID. Thank you.